The following is an interview recorded on Louisiana Road Trips Radio with Rick Godley and Mona Hayden. Louisiana Road Trips Radio is brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips Magazine. We're dedicated to all the great things about the great state of Louisiana. We're open to any ideas you have and would love to hear from you. Past issues and shows can be found online at laroadtrips.com. We hope you enjoy the fruits of our labors as they truly are labors of love for Louisiana. We would love to present to you the opportunities for advertisement and sponsorships on both Louisiana Road Trips Radio and in Louisiana Road Trips Magazine. Simply go online, laroadtrips.com, and we look forward to hearing from you and working for you. We thank you for sharing these files and spreading the word about Louisiana Road Trips Radio as our goal is to get the show networked across the state. Find out more online at laroadtrips.com. Now, enjoy! This morning on Louisiana Road Trips Radio, brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips Magazine, in advance of the 67th annual Louisiana Peach Festival, Last year, I had Linda Civils on my morning show on the peach. I thought it'd be a great time to bring her back because she's done a book, which is really now going to be timeless and is a historical document, in my opinion. It's called The History of the Louisiana Peach Festival and Pageant, and it's Linda Civils. Matter of fact, uh, Dr. Linda Civils. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I am doing well as well. Before... We get into the book, The History of the Louisiana Peach Festival and Pageant. I don't want to make the assumption or presumption everybody knows who Linda Civils is, but you have invested a lot of time not only in the community here in Lincoln Parish, but on the campus of Louisiana Tech. Uh, Would you tell people, give us a little background and, and a brief bio of who you are? Okay. Well, I came to Ruston in 1967. Took a job at Louisiana Tech in what was then the College of Home Economics. I taught merchandising there under a number of different directors and a number of name changes and so forth and so on, and was actually interim director of the department for a couple of years. And then I retired in 2008. Home economics, is that still a course? I mean, when folks say Louisiana Tech University, they think engineering, they think athletics. Home economics is not normally one of them. Home economics evolved into uh, human ecology and focused more on food and nutrition and family and the child and fashion merchandising and retail studies. Those are the big areas. And as it evolved into that, it got stronger in those areas, and that's kind of where we are today. Sure. Now, you mentioned fashion in there, and the book that you wrote, The History of the Louisiana Peach Festival and Pageant, Linda Civil's on the phone with us here this morning on Louisiana Road Trips uh, Radio, brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips Magazine. Take us back, if you will, based upon your research in the book, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it the pageant or the festival itself? Well, actually, I thought it was the pageant. And uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do this was we had a fashion museum at that time, and still do, and we had a dress that was a coronation dress for Queen Number 3, who was Betty Hayes Wilder. Teasley is her name now, I believe. So at any rate, we were very interested in trying to get some more gowns that were Peach Queen Mm -hmm. gowns. 
And when I started digging into some of that, I realized at the very first festival there was the pageant. And then as I looked further, the second festival, there was the pageant, and on so it went. So the pageant is as old as the festival. The two go together. We now know it as the Queen Dixie Gem. Was it always the Queen Dixie Gem pageant? Yes, it started out as the Queen Dixie Gem pageant. I believe now they call it the Miss, I don't know if it's Queen Dixie Gem, I think it is, but they've added the word Miss to it. But for all those years of the festival, it was known as the Queen Dixie Gem pageant. And the second part of it, which was for the little girls, was just called the Princess Pageant. Hmm. And then sometime later, oh, maybe in the 80s, if I can remember right, they added the teen category. Right. Uh, and so she was Miss Dixie Jim Teen. But they used that Dixie Jim name throughout. That, that was the name of a peach. I, I don't even know if that peach is still produced, but it was one of the older, earlier peaches, and so the pageant was named after that particular peach. Linda Sibbles is our guest this morning on Louisiana Road Trips Radio. She is the author of the book, The History of the Louisiana Peach Festival and Pageant, as you just heard her say, the pageant in conjunction with the festival, all happened 67 years ago. In your research, oh, by the way, the book is available at numerous locations around town. You're going to be in Ruston at the Dixie Theater uh, on the day of the festival from uh, 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock, autographing the book. It's only $20. It's a wealth of resources in here, and we encourage folks to come on by and support a local author doing a lot of legwork and a lot of uh, investment of your time. How long did it take you to write the book? Oh, actually about 11 or so years, <laughs> but I have to qualify that. Sure. I, I was not continuously writing you know, sometimes life gets in the way of things, mm-hmm. and I had to stop and teach here and there and <laughs> stop and do other things here and there. So it probably would have taken me half that much time if I had just plotted right on through from sure. day one. Sure. By the way, I don't mean to correct you, but we're at the Dixie from 10 o'clock until 2. Ah, well, thank No, please correct me at any time. So 10 o'clock. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just make a little note. To I don't want to give out the wrong information. So, no, no, no. Oh, no. You, you have liberty uh, from 10 until 2 at the Dixie, and that'll be on the 24th, one week from today. And right. the book is going to be available at various locations around town, including, and I think it is so auspicious that it's going to be at the Lincoln Parish Museum. And I'll have more information on the location of the book where you can buy it. In your research here, Linda, as far as what was the most unique fact or one of those uh, stories that you took away you're like wow i didn't know that or hmm that one's really interesting does one of those or two of those come to mind uh well actually all of it was pretty new to me and it was very interesting and sometimes inspiring to run across a little tidbit that you know it's like oh my goodness i didn't know that and i think one of the things that was so much in that line, and people can read this in the book. There's a section where some of the queens wrote their memoirs, Mm -hmm. and almost all of them would talk about something that happened in the pageant. And so it's very personal, and it's very meaningful. And there was a young lady who was at the Methodist Children's Home, Mm -hmm. and 
one of the women's clubs in town took her over and entered her into this contest and helped her dress and all these kinds of things. And she's so, so appreciative in her memoirs. And she won that year. Yeah. And and then she talks about going to the Mardi Gras pageant at, in Washington, D.C., and it's, it's just so much fun to read those. So that's a really good reason to purchase the book. There's just a lot of little anecdotes of what people said and what something meant to them, and, you know, I just really appreciate their sharing those things. Well, I'd like to go off on that tangent, Linda, because sometimes we don't think or we may not think that we're making much of an impact or a difference in our lives, going about doing whatever it is we do. So whomever that person was that decided to reach out, if you will, to that person who was in the Methodist Children's Home, or was it the orphanage at the time? Yes. The orphanage at the time. And look at the impact she made on her life. So I I just... Oh, yes. My goodness, yes. We just never know. So I I just, I want to make sure people take away from you and me, like, don't ever underestimate the value of your own life and what you do when you make a decision to get involved and volunteer, regardless of what that may be. Yeah, and when you make the decision to decide to help somebody else, you know, I mean, right. you just cannot imagine the the reward you get that's just personal. It's certainly not monetary, but it's a personal, deep reward that, that you just take with you always. Sure, sure. Linda Civils, the history of the Louisiana Peach Festival pageant is going to be, actually is going to start this Friday coming in Ruston, the 67th annual Louisiana Peach Festival. And also, it will be Saturday, and you will be in town from 10 until 2. Is that correct? At the Dixie? That's correct. And we're going to welcome you back home here. Let's take a quick break, play some music, come back, and get a little bit more in-depth into the book, The History of the Louisiana Peach Festival pageant here on the Peach Radio It is Louisiana Road Trips Radio, brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips Magazine on Retro Radio 99.3. Louisiana Road Trips Radio on the Peach 99.3, brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips Radio. So timely, obviously, and topical, it is the history of the Louisiana Peach Festival and pageant, a book that Linda Civils, Ph.D., retired from Louisiana Tech University in fashion merchandising and retail studies, and this book, and I've had it for a year, It truly is, Linda, a historical document because of, well, 11 years of non-continuous research. But you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this book so that we can have a document uh, for us here in 2017 to fully appreciate that what 67 years of a peach festival goes into. I encourage folks to pick this up. Let me ask you, some of the feedback uh, after you put the book out, I'm sure you've gotten some in the form of letters and or phone calls uh, what are some of those from the people that looked at this, and they, they probably traveled down memory lane? A lot of people are just so appreciative that they have something in their hands that they were a part of, and, you know, some of them actually contributed some things, and, and they'll tell me they're so appreciative that I put it in there. They didn't think it was that important, but they're very appreciative of it. And one of those uh, is a poem by uh, Dr. Ropp. It's in the very front of the book, sort of as a little preface. And he wrote a poem about Ruston. It's a peach poem. And I thought, oh, how appropriate, considering who he was and his family and what he meant to to Tech and to Ruston, to uh, start the book out with that poem. So that was really kind of special. 
Well, I'm going to read that, and I'm going to ask you to (laughs) further dig a little bit, because uh, Dr. Ropp, R-O-P-P-R-L Ropp, this is from June of 1974, and it's entitled Rustin Peach Festival. God graciously placed a loving hand on our cherished hilltop, Rustin Land, and in this plan he fashioned a tree, the loveliest ever that you will see. Its blossoms herald the birth of spring, in sun-kissed June, its fruit does bring. Joy-filled people to a festival grand, blessing peach harvest time in Rustin Land. That's almost like a Joyce Kilmer poem, isn't it? Oh, it was wonderful. And the person who made me aware of that was Minnie Mize. I know lots of people in Rustin will remember her. And she gave me quite a lot of insight into the pageant and she had a, a collection of some things, and that was in there because it was printed in the, the Rustin paper. Hmm. So I said, oh, please let me have this, and I want to put this in the book. And I contacted the family just to be sure they would be okay with me doing it, and they were just thrilled. So, Oh, it's awesome. There it is. <laughs> All right, well, now, now, now there's two people. The more names you drop, the more places I'm going to stop, meaning... Okay. <laughs> our- R.L. Ropp, in order to be poetic. Tell us more about Dr. Ropp. I'm not too familiar with him, so enlighten us. Well, I don't know a lot about the man. Uh, He was president of Louisiana Tech for Mm. a number of years. I believe perhaps F.J. Taylor succeeded him. One of your listeners can probably get me straight on that. He was a, a wonderful man who led the university for some years. I did not ever get to meet him. But an interesting tidbit, my mother did, and he taught her English. Hmm. (laughs) The circles and cycles of life. Okay, now how about Minnie Mize? (laughs) Tell us about Minnie Mize. Oh, Minnie Mize was a dance instructor at Louisiana Tech, and her husband was uh, one of the coaches there for many, many years. And Minnie was asked to sort of direct the pageant, I'm trying to think of his name, Uh, the newspaper guy, James Falk, asked her one day if she would come help, and that's how she got started in it, and that was in the early 60s. And she would help the girls learn to walk across the stage and answer questions, and she was just really great at it, you know, and she just had a flair for doing that sort of thing. She loved it, too, and she did it for a number of years. Now, you, you said James Falk. I may correct you, may not. Please do. Is it Clarence Falk? It is Clarence Falk. Okay. Now, do you know about Clarence Falk? I know, I just know a little bit, but I think it bears uh, re- repeating what I think I know, but I want to see if you know first. I did an interview with Clarence Falk, which I recorded, and it's in the uh, tech library now, mm-hmm. if anybody wants to hear all of it. He was very gracious. He, in the 60s, was asked to be the chairman of the Peach Festival. He was the newspaper producer in Mm -hmm. Ruston, and I don't think he really wanted to do it because he was so busy, but his philosophy was that we really needed the Peach Festival because in the summer there wasn't a lot going on economically, and he thought this would really boost the economy in Ruston. So he agreed to take it on, and I think his one of his major duties was to raise money. Mm-hmm. And he did do that, did right. do that quite well, as a matter of fact, and uh, did it for a number of years. 
and uh, he was just a delightful man to work with. Well, more on Clarence Falk, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was he not one of the principal shareholders, if not one of the early shareholders, of Delta Airlines that was founded in Monroe? I believe you're right on that. He did not tell me that, but I, I think you're right on that. And again, the listeners can and always do correct us, and that's why oh, I, yes. <laughs> I like Please what do. I do. Well, and, and not only that, from what I think I know and understand... Yes, he had the Rustin Daily Leader, and he also had KRUS Radio, which is how Dan Hollingsworth got to Rustin from Mississippi. And because Clarence couldn't do radio, he hired Dan Hollingsworth, who became the mayor of Rustin. So it's it's just amazing how things get linked together and uh, just carry on right now. And it's just neat to know about the past to understand the present. Oh, sure. History of Louisiana Peach Festival and Pageant. Linda Civil's our guest here. The book, only $20. You can get it at the Lincoln Parish Museum. Some of the retail stores are run down. Patton's Western Wear, Vintage and Vogue, Trenton and Company Interiors. As you're visiting Ruston, you want to go to the Children's Shop. How about Park Avenue Antiques? Or, better yet, go to the Dixie Theater on the Saturday of Peach Fest, which is the 24th, a week from today, from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Meet Linda. Get an autograph of this Let's continue here. Uh, you dedicated the book to Mr. Mitchum, and because without Mr. Mitchum in the early beginnings of peach farming, there would be no peach festival. What do you know about Joe Mitchum? Well, I know that he was one of the early producers in the 40s. Uh, he taught school at first, and uh, I'm not sure why he actually decided to get into the peach growing business, but he did, and uh, rather extensively. And as we all know, it's you know been handed down through the family and is still in existence today. But he was one of the first individuals, along with some other fellows, who talked about some kind of an event to promote the peaches. Mm-hmm. And after talking, uh, and and that that became uh, what was the first festival. And he was in on planning the first festival and, you know, doing everything he could to help make that a success. And then the next year, it was pretty much decided by the growers that it was really hard for them to put on a festival and get their crops in. So they sort of relinquished the duties of planning the festival to a committee that would just plan the festival, and it was that way on down the road since then. But uh, Mr. J.E. was instrumental in getting all of this started. We're bearing it, if I may say, the fruits thereof here in 2017. And the Louisiana Peach Festival, there's a misnomer out there that folks, because it is so intertwined with Ruston, the Ruston Peach Festival, it literally is the Louisiana Peach Festival. It's just home and based here in Ruston. Have you right. have you come across that as well? People talk about that. Oh, the Ruston Peach Festival. Oh yes, and some call it different names: Peach Fest, mm-hmm. you know. And it actually has had a, a number of names through the years, but the Louisiana Peach Festival is its true name. And you know, I discovered in my early research that that we were not the first Peach Festival. That there was another one in Bastrop, Louisiana. Hmm. It was called the Louisiana Peach Festival and Fair, and they had other things besides peaches. So 
I guess as Ruston began to flourish with the Peach Festival, and I think Mr. Falk had something to do with this too, <laughs> the Bastrop people changed the name of their festival so that it included agriculture things, so they were really not in competition with the Ruston Peach Festival. And I do not believe that festival lasted for very much longer. You're bringing up another Clarence Falk uh, story to my mind, which may or may not yeah. be true. And again, I, I just feel if it is true, it's worth repeating. And if it's not true, it's worth correcting. However, because of Delta Airlines being founded in Monroe as initially a crop duster uh, origin, that the annual board of directors stockholders meeting was held in Monroe. And so everyone from Delta who had stock would have to fly to Monroe to have a meeting. Have you ever heard this story? I have not, but that doesn't surprise me. Well, let me let me I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to fabricate numbers because I don't know them, but for the sake of the story, it was later on down maybe in the 70s or 80s probably and and somebody who flew in from all over the country said, "Look, I'm getting kind of sick and tired half flying in Monroe. I own 100,000 shares of Delta stock. I make a motion that we move it to Atlanta." And uh, this this country gentleman stood up Clarence Falk, he said, well, son, I own, and he had an ungodly amount more than that guy, and he said, as long as I'm that stockholder, we're going to have this meeting here. Sounds exactly like him. I know, and, and it wasn't out of arrogance or anything. It was just like... Uh, That's it was, how it is. I know, I know. Yeah, this is who I am. This is why we have it here. One more thing I wanted to discuss, too. The History of the Louisiana Peach Festival and Pageant, Linda Civils, is the author and the book is going to be around town all this week. She'll be in town at the Dixie a week from today from 10 till 2. I encourage you to stop by, get a copy of the book, meet and visit, and I'm sure you're going to have some uh, anecdotes to share with Linda. Now, in the sake of where we seem to find ourselves at 2017 of comparing one generation to another, that's not what I want to do. I just want to appreciate the generations before us. But you being a fashion uh, major, a fashion teacher, Looking at the fashions in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and comparing them to, them to today, you, you really just have to appreciate them for what they are when they were. You understand what I'm trying to say as opposed to trying to compare them to like, well, we don't dress that way today. Is no, that's how we dress then. And it's really neat to see the elegance, the hats, uh, the gloves. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And even the, the silhouette changes. That's very obvious when you look at the Queen's gowns. But, you know, it, it was that was what was popular at the time. Right. And we moved on to another time, and then a different fashion appears. It's rare that anything comes back, although it seems to me that the more fitted, straighter silhouettes have been in for quite a while now. It's an awesome book, and I encourage folks to get it just to get an appreciation of the past, to understand the present. It is the history of the Louisiana Peach Festival and pageant. Linda Civils, the author. I know I asked you this last year. I'm going to ask it again this year. Uh, what other books are in the works for you? Actually, no other books. <laughs> uh, that book was uh, it was a love. It, it took a lot to do it. It took a lot out of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I just, uh, it was something that I said, I have to do this. I, I may not like everything I'm doing, but I must press on and get this done and i don't feel that way about anything else (laughs) understandable no no no. i knew that would be the answer as well because (laughs) you talk about a labor of love with the emphasis on labor where you actually have to have a heart to want to do it you did it it's done it's over with 
Is there any other research that you may have that others may want to pick up the baton and run another uh, lap around uh, that you've gotten? Because this book, as as concise as it is, by the way, it's a hardcover. It's 120 pages. I'm sure you have even more research somewhere, sitting somewhere, correct? Oh, yes. Uh, there were a lot of things. You know, the book, due to the cost of the book, it, I had to el- eliminate a lot of things. And everything like, uh, for example, there's a list of all the pageant chairman there's a list of all the festival chairman there's a list of dates of when everything was all of that kind of extra information is housed in the louisiana tech library in special collections and archives Mm -hmm. so if anybody wanted to go dig for something different they could certainly do that and i keep hoping a pioneer will arise who wants to continue this and, you know, we'll get, because we're already two years behind now. Sure. We'll start, you know, collecting information about what's going on now and what's going to go on next year and on and on. I, I hope somebody is keeping newspaper clippings and photographs and whatever for whoever that person turns out to be. That's but right. It's not going to be me. <laughs> That's clearly understood. <laughs> what I am encouraged about, too, and I'm going to bring her name up because uh, I'm reading her in the Ruston Daily Leader, Heather Hawley. Uh, there is a generation of young uh, writers, young artists uh, that do have appreciation for the past and that do like to dig, and they are excited about discovering information and are very eloquent in capturing it and sharing that. So, that, Good. to me, is very encouraging, and I'm going to make sure she gets one of these books in her hands. A couple, one more question or two. Of all okay. of, of all of the uh, pageant um, people that uh, have come through, uh, can you name some of notoriety that maybe the listeners would say, oh, really, I didn't know she was one. I didn't know she was one. Oh, uh, well, hang on, and I can do that and have it make a little more sense. Sure. Of course, the first one was Ann Colvin. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people and Bernice might remember her. She passed away a couple of years ago. And then the Betty Hayes Wilder that I mentioned, I'm Mm -hmm. sure some folks would would recognize her as well. Um, Dorothyetta Goff is still in Ruston. Really? And uh, she's just a delightful person. Let's see who else. Suzanne Lindsay, uh, Susie Atkins. I noticed a lot. Trisha Cavanaugh. I'm trying to pick out people who are still alive. Sure. Billy Sue Rorden, Maria Colvin, lots of people know her. And I used, for the Queens, I used their name when they were Queen, mm-hmm. because that was getting too complicated with marriages and remarriages and so forth. So right. if you know their maiden name, you'll recognize them. Uh, Lynn Botman, lots of people know Lynn. Jan Jones, Rebecca Beard. Tanya Graham, I think she has a business in Ruston. Marsha Tice, Jan O'Neill, she's still in the area. Well, the ones that are highlighted in yellow, did they win Miss Louisiana or just were in the Miss Louisiana pageant? They won. Wow, there's a lot of them here. Yes, there is a lot of them, and that still is true. The last couple of of years, uh, Justine Kerr, you know, who is the current Miss Louisiana, was the peach queen. She was actually a teen queen as well. Wow. So I think that that says a lot for for our pageant <laughs> that some of them have gone on to become Miss Louisiana. You're you're exactly right. Linda Civils again, the author of History of the Louisiana Peach Festival and Pageant. Uh, you can pick it up Peach Fest Saturday, Dixie Theater. It'll be a discounted price of twenty dollars. I encourage folks to get that. 
and have it for their coffee table, have it for their conversation for when guests come on by. It'll also be at the Lincoln Parish Museum and various and sundry shops around town. We'll have more on that. Any closing thoughts or closing words uh, you'd like to share with the audience? Well, I'd, I'd like to say, as I always do, none of this would have been possible without Louisiana Tech and without the people in Ruston. I am so indebted for all the assistance and the sharing of photographs and the the giving of knowledge. I mean, it touched me deeply to know that people were so willing to help, and I do appreciate that. Well, I know that feeling's reciprocated because uh, it's it's... You, it's a tremendous undertaking that you undertook, and you finished it all the way through to completion. And we have uh, we have it in our hands now to enjoy. So, Linda, thank you so much. Safe travels getting here to Ruston. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Yes, I hope so, and thank you very much. You're welcome. Linda Civils, again, History of the Louisiana Peach Festival and Pageant, here on Louisiana Road Trips Radio on the Peach 99.3. And we'll be back with more here on Retro Radio, the Peach. All right, Linda. Well, thank you so much. You did great. You are so welcome. It's easy when you ask good questions. <laughs> well, I try. My mind is spinning pretty fast trying to find one, you know. <laughs> but, well, it's so interesting, but it's hard to know what would be of interest to other people. Right, right. It's all interesting to me. but <laughs> And it is interesting to the audience, I'm finding out. When they hear somebody carry on a casual conversation in a casual way like you and I are doing, they're they're glued in. They're tuned in. Well, that's great. Is this a new show? It is. I launched it in January, and it's based upon Louisiana Road Trips magazine, and it truly is celebrating all the good things about the state of Louisiana now. Oh, okay. And there's going to be no uh, no limit to where we can go and uh, any road. I mean, because the music is is such an essential. But and, and everybody has a story, and every and 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 it's just neat. So it's being well received, and I'm trying to like again get it solidified get it launched, and hopefully I can get it around the whole state of Louisiana so we can be uh, networked. Well, the next time we talk, we can talk about Dudley LeBlanc, the Hattacall Man. What, well, who's <laughs> Dudley LeBlanc and the Hattacall Man? He was the Hattacall Man. What does that mean? What's it? Yeah. Oh, Hattacall was a tonic. Oh! It was about 70% alcohol. <laughs> well, what, what did he have to do with the uh, peach vessel? He manufactured it and sold it. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a picture in the book of him and a bunch of other people that you probably won't recognize, you know, that are old, old-time I'm looking singers, for it. and Minnie Pearl is one of them. I'm looking and for it. He would come around and Here it is. Uh, I got it. advertise his had a call, and, and he'd often have a show that came along with it. Well, the government finally shut him down because he <laughs> It was too, uh, I mean, it was just alcohol. That's what it was. <laughs> 70%. You're about you're right now. I'm looking at it right here. It's on page four and he five. He made some money selling Hattacall. <laughs> now, was he local here? Was... No, I think he was from Abbeville, a little bitty old town between Alexandria and Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now. They're standing, yeah. it looks like a See, train he, car. He's in the Peach Book because he gave money to help support the Peach Festival. Right. And he, at the first festival, he was allowed to be the presenter to the Queen, Queen Anne Colvin. And one of the things he presented her with was a gold, solid gold bottle replica of Hattacall. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had that. There is no telling what happened to that. 
The Hattacall, you mean? No, the little bottle oh, the that bottle. he gave her. Well, I'm looking at the photograph. It looks like it's from Lafayette, but, I mean, there's, some, there's Jack Dempsey. Obviously, he's a prize yep. fighter. Cesar Romero, Romero, who was in Batman. He was uh, the Joker. And, let's see, Dudley LeBlanc, uh, Railroad Superintendent T.S. Greeson, Rudy Valley, and Minnie Pearl at the top. This is a pretty neat. The book is worth the photograph right there. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> photograph. The Hattacall. I guess, that's awesome. Well, Linda, again, thank you so much. This is, this is great. You are very welcome. I hope I see you Saturday. Definitely. I'll be there. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.